You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, Kings fans. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, bringing you all sorts of fun things about the Los Angeles Kings or other related stuff every day of the week here on this very podcast. My name is Sarah Avampato, the host of this show. As always, glad to be here with you. If you haven't been able to get enough of hockey news, well, you should also be checking out Locked On NHL because we are here to fill the gap because you need more hockey news. It is our daily podcast on everything happening in the NHL. You can subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories, game recaps, and more. So subscribe to Locked on NHL today, wherever you get your podcasts. Added bonus, I'm on the show on Mondays and Wednesdays, so you will get to hear more hockey thoughts from me. Now, on today's show, it is time. We have a Stanley Cup final matchup. It is the Montreal Canadiens and Tyler Toffoli against the Tampa Bay Lightning and, you know, Eric Chernak, who we traded for no particular reason and wasn't ever really a king, so he doesn't even really count as a former king, kind of, maybe, whatever. Anyway, go Tyler Toffoli. So it is time for predictions. Uh, as we have done this season and last season, I am joined today by Jason Hernandez from Locked on Ducks uh, as we got together for a little bit of a prediction-making for the Stanley Cup final and really a lot of being mean to me for how wrong all my other picks have been. So that is today's show. Let's get right down to it and make some predictions. So we have two series to review and Sarah and I have been doing this since last season where we predict each of the playoff series. Uh, They haven't gone so well for both of us, uh, least of all Sarah. Let me just explain. So in the previous round, the division finals, Sarah went 0 for 4. I thought for a minute that she might be 0 for 6 on the last two rounds. So let's talk about both those series. Uh, let's talk about the one that's, that ended first. That's the Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens. Wait, are you... Wait, what? The Canadiens, they're still in it? Are you serious? Yes, I am. Just to quickly go over that series, Vegas did win game one. And after that first game... It looked like it was all Vegas. It didn't look like Montreal had much of a chance after that first game. Uh, they were outshot, outplayed, outhustled. You know, pretty much every statistical category that can go against Montreal went against Montreal. Like I said, shots on goals were 30-29. The hits were in favor of the Golden, or in favor of Montreal, but that was about it. Everything else. Montreal did get a power play goal from Cole Caulfield. That was about it. Then we go to game two, and that's when things began to change just a little bit, where Montreal squeaked out a 3-2 victory in game two, followed by a game three. I I don't know what the heck that was in game three. I don't know what happened, but somehow Corey Perry became a meme once once again. I I don't know what, but he was left bruised and bloodied. Uh, What the hell happened there, Sarah? magic is what happened i have no that series made no sense to me but yeah the the cory perry bleeding profusely from his face may be the iconic image of that series (laughs) because you know cory perry's good for like one of those moments a year apparently and uh, this was this season's 
Uh, there was one other big story that I do want to touch on for a minute. And it was that Montreal's head coach, Ducharme, he was out because of a positive COVID-19 test. As soon as you saw Coach Desharmé leave, there was a lot of drama around the start of that game. I mean, that's that's got to suck for Montreal. When you heard that news, did you think Montreal had a chance? I, I mean, every step of the way, I've been like, well, this is it for Montreal. So I feel like when that happened, I was like, well, okay, you don't have a coach. Like, he's already the interim coach, so it's already weird. Uh, yeah, I was like, well, good luck, I guess. But apparently Montreal heard what we said and took took offense to that because yeah. we know what happened. By the way, next in line was Luke Richardson. Guess who was who were the assistant coaches? Alexander Burroughs mm-hmm. and Sean Burke, as in goalie coach Sean Burke. <laughs> Burroughs and Burke were your assistant coaches. In what world does this happen? Wacky 2021 hockey world, apparently. Yeah, that that was a great game. Cole Caulfield had an amazing goal in that game. But then it was Anderson that won it with his second goal of the night at 12.53 of the, of the overtime. Josh Anderson's goal was a nice breakaway and a great moment for the Canadians. I thought after they won that game three, they said they might have a chance. They might. And then we got to game four, and the tables had turned a little bit again. Vegas somehow came out. Oh, by the way, one of those goals in game three. Marc-Andre Fleury kind of just let one in off his own skate. So guess who started game four? Robin Leonard. (laughs) Guess how that went? Gonna go with poorly. No, it went well in game four. Oh, it did? It did go well. Yeah, it did go well in game four. Robin Leonard was a beast. He only allowed one goal in Game 4, and that was Cole Caulfield again. But Vegas did manage to win this one in overtime 2-1. So that was a crazy game. Then Montreal came back in Vegas, and Fleury started. He didn't have a good start. So Montreal won that one 4-1. But the game that I really want to talk about is Game 6, the one that just took place a few days ago. Uh, What were your takeaways on... Game six and the series in general. You know, I, I think, I mean, series in general, really, I mean, I think that game kind of exemplified why the Montreal Canadiens are going to the Stanley Cup final because do they necessarily play super exciting hockey? No. And lots of like hockey men are very much complaining about, you know, Montreal playing the trap game and whatever. But you know what? <laughs> they won. So doesn't matter how you get there. Uh, and, and you know, I think Montreal showed that they can put together a, a strategy that shuts down the offense of a legit team. It's not like half of Vegas got hurt and they were playing the Henderson Silver Knights, you know? Like they were playing a legitimate top-of-the-league team and they managed to hold Mark Stone to like – zero points right yeah uh, if you, you shut down mark stone who is like one of the best players in the league i mean no wonder vegas couldn't get anything going um it, it was just it, that last game was basically a clinic on the part of the canadians on how to, how to close out a series pretty much what surprised me about this series as far as mark stone is concerned is they play the trap game on mark stone perfectly he did mm-hmm. take blame or he took responsibility for not just that loss, but the entire series in general. And I do like that about Vegas's captain. 
is right away, first thing he said on that press conference after game six, it is my responsibility. It falls on me. Do not blame the goaltending situation. Do not blame these other guys. No, it falls on me. I have to admit, when he said that, kind of have a little bit more respect for Mark Stone. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's right. It's not the goaltending situation. Yeah, Fleury didn't have the best game, but the defense in front of him did not play well in Game 5. The defense mm-hmm. in front of Robin Leonard did not play great in Game 6. Was the power play goal by Shea Weber a great one? Yes, that was a blistering shot. The Cole Caulfield goal. Look, Cole Caulfield just beat everybody in Game 6. That was an amazing goal. He got the puck on his stick, kind of flipped it on his stick, and just beat everybody. That was an amazing goal. The Lycanin goal... Yeah, that was a tough pill for Vegas to swallow because they could have won that game in regulation and didn't. They had their chances. They could have won in overtime and did not. But like you said, this is an area of Montreal's game. They take advantage of mistakes. Their forecheck is one of the best in these playoffs. Some of the Vegas turnovers, they've been in their own defensive zone. And Montreal tends to get turnovers on their side. Same thing with another team that we're about to talk about in a few minutes. But... That's kind of what it is, just taking advantage of every little mistake. And that's what Montreal does. And that's ultimately what got them to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, One other kind of weird note, actually a lot of weird notes on this one. Mm -hmm. They were awarded the Campbell Bowl. Was that weird to you? So weird. So weird. You don't even go here, Montreal. (laughs) (laughs) We're both West Coast people. Uh, we we can tell when something's weird, and this was the one where we said, yeah, this is weird. This was the first time that Montreal's won the Campbell Bowl. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's not supposed to be this way. And yet it was. I don't know how. <sighs> and then you had Shea freaking Weber with his amazingness. And by the way, Cole Caulfield with his amazing fedora hat. I, I know you're <laughs> a fan of fedoras. That one looks cool. <laughs> He, 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 the the boys got style. (laughs) Yep. By the way, the last time the Canadians went to the cup final, they won the Prince of Wales trophy in 1993. We don't have to talk about the last time the Canadians went to the final. We don't have to talk about that. No, we don't have to. And we're not going to. So (laughs) we're going to head. Oh God, we are already way over time. So we're going to head into the first intermission, but first let's talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land with several great flavors, including raspberry, double chocolate. What are some of your favorite flavors? Uh, I am definitely a fan of, well, really all, I mean, they're all chocolate, but, you know, salted caramel has been really kind of on the top of the list for me lately. It's been pretty tasty and uh, tastes like you're eating a candy bar, which is maybe my favorite thing about Built Bars. Yeah. You know, they're only 130 calories. Amazing. And only have four grams of sugar. Amazing. And they have 17 grams of protein packed into that bar. That's very healthy. It is very healthy and delicious. So why not try it for yourselves? Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Uh, We're going to come back, talk very quickly about the other series, and then make some predictions. Ooh, you ready for that, Sarah? Nope. All right. Well... We'll get to them anyway on the other side. So we have one more series to talk about. But first, uh, Sarah, how did you predict that last series between Vegas and Montreal? I predicted Vegas to win. In six. Remember how I almost 
convinced myself to pick Montreal. You you did a good job of trying to convince yourself. I almost, I legit almost went Montreal, but I put Vegas in seven just to be on the safe side. So, Sarah, you were 0 for 5 at that point. Yeah, you missed well, five in a row. Yeah. Can't be perfect all the time. Well, technically six in a technically six in a row, because the last series that ended was the Montreal Toronto series. So in actuality, you had missed your last six predictions. This is incredibly mean. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm not doing it to be mean. I'm doing it to point out fact that every time you have predicted against Montreal, they have won. Uh, let's talk let's talk about the other series, Tampa Bay. And New York. Now, this one, you thought Tampa Bay would win a little bit easier. Yeah. And I tried to convince myself to pick New York. And I tried (laughs) to convince everyone, this is going seven games. Like, I did my best to convince my friends, everyone I knew, no, it's going to go seven games. It's not going to go five or six. (laughs) It did go seven games. It did. And I knew it would. The Islanders are a well-rounded team. They're better than they were last season. It was an even series through the first four games. It was two to two after four games. But then game five. Oh, eight nothing Tampa Bay. What the F was that? New York didn't <laughs> even bad. try. It was a thrashing. <laughs> so I'm not even going to talk about the first five games. I'm going to shimmy over to game six. Because game six had a lot of drama, a lot going on there. And beer bottles thrown at the end of the game. And this was a case where one team that does a good job on creating turnovers, they did just that. Anthony Beauvillier got a a nice pass from the Tampa Bay Lightning right in the zone. And only a minute in overtime, Beauvillier scored the game-winning goal for the Islanders. And that made it a 3-2 victory in favor of New York. But there was a lot of other storylines that we can't get to like Matt Martin missing his family's wedding. Yeah, Matt Martin missed the Assassin wedding because of a game on a Saturday. So there was that drama. Then there was drama between the fan bases. Then there was drama just within the game. Like, there was all kinds of other storylines that we don't have time for that we could fill up for. But Beauvillier's game-winning goal in Game 6. Then you had the beer bottles flying down. WTF, Sarah? It's the Islanders, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, bless that that arena, that fan base. They they will let you know when they are unhappy, or I guess when happy. I they just have a lot of feelings, and they certainly do not shy away from expressing them. Oh, not at all. And by the way, it turns out that would be the last game at Nassau Coliseum because Game Seven, this one to Tampa Bay, that was a tight game from start to finish, and you had the feeling that maybe. Maybe New York would create some kind of opportunity. Uh, the only goal was a shorthanded goal by Yanni Gord from Sorelli and Kalorn. And that was the only goal of the game, one nothing. And that was also kind of a bad turnover by New York right on the blue line. But give credit to New York for coming this far. But give credit to the Lightning for taking advantage on that game. What was your takeaway from game seven? You know, that, that it was, it was such a tight game. Like it was very tense, which I feel like is the way that one, nothing games usually are. The fact that it was a shorthanded goal 
it, it just the whole thing it was it was sort of a disappointing way for things to end for the islanders i had hoped that there would be a little bit more fight but you know tampa bay they when they want to shut things down they shut it down uh and that you know the, the islanders just had no room to play in that game and it it, it is a series that like or, i mean really the whole playoff run is basically is this the year that people finally will like respect the New York Islanders? Because I know everyone, including myself Uh sort of wrote them off and we're like, well, they're not going to go very far. They're not going to do anything, but here we are. It's the second year in a row where they've gotten this far in the playoffs and they have, you know, it's not, it's, it's not by luck that they've gotten there. So they're definitely a team that I think deserves more respect than they've been getting. And maybe next year will be the year. Who knows? Yeah. By the way, uh, we did both have Tampa. I had this one nailed. I had Tampa in seven on this one. So I know there's some of you listening that told me Tampa in five. Give some respect to the New York Islanders. That's all I'm saying. Give them some mm-hmm. respect. But give respect to, I know Yanni Gord, and you're going to talk about Kucherov and Stamkos. And I was like, no, give some respect to Ryan McDonough and Mikhail Zergachev. They got five blocked shots each during that game. So Sarah nailed it on the head. New York wasn't given much room because those two were blocking shots left and right. If you're a betting person, don't listen to Sarah Avampato because oh, man. <laughs> because she has not known her predictions. So if you are betting smart money, um, Sarah predicted Tampa in six. Just FYI. So if you want to make a bet on the NHL Stanley Cup final, head over to betonline.ag. They're the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust. And what'll happen if they use promo code LOCKED ON on their first deposit, Sarah? Uh, they are going to get a pretty nice welcome bonus whenever they uh, sign up. It's a 50% welcome bonus, I do believe, by signing up at betonline.ag. So if I make a deposit of $200, what will their bonus be? Oh, heck if I know. $100. Yeah, 100 bucks. That's exactly right. So head over to betonline.ag, promo code locked on, 50% welcome bonus. Bet Online, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly, people. And now let's get to some predict. Well, we have one prediction to make mm-hmm. one series Stanley Cup final, the Montreal Canadiens and the Tampa Bay Lightning. One series. To decide them all, Sarah, ladies first, who do you got in this series and in how many games and why? Tampa in six, because I don't want to anger the hockey gods and or Laura Saba from Locked On Canadians by choosing her team. I, I, I definitely respect the fact that the Montreal Canadiens have gotten this far, and it's going to be amazing to watch two of the best goaltenders in the league, Carey Price and Andre Vasilevsky, go up against each other. But I, I think that Tampa is deeper. They have been here before, so they know what it takes to, to gut it out through the uh, through a Stanley Cup final playoff round. Uh, so I'm going with Tampa in six, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Okay. I'm going to go Tampa Bay in seven. Y'all are not giving enough respect to the Montreal Canadiens. They're a very good team. They're they're very good at playing shutdown hockey when they can get to those uh, pucks in the corners. They are as good as any team in the National Hockey League. 
and Carey Price is playing like a goat right now. I'm going to make a bold, bold, bold prediction. This might be a case where the Conn Smythe Trophy might go to the losing goaltender. Ooh. Because they've both been amazing. Mm-hmm. But if Tampa Bay wins it, I think Carey Price has been more amazing. So I'm going to make a bold prediction. Tampa in seven. But it's such a good series and such a great goaltending series that I bet you that Carey Price has a legit chance to win the Conn Smythe Trophy in a losing effort the first time since J.S. Jaguar of the Anaheim Ducks in 2003. There's your bold prediction right there. I like it. Very bold. Very, very spicy. Yeah, so Tampa in seven, Price wins, Conn Smythe. Book it, take it, and if that happens, folks, you heard it here first. <laughs> but, no, you're right. Carey, Carey Price, for my money, he has been the best player in these playoffs. And it's not just the stats, but it's the fact that he hasn't really let in any soft goals since way back early in the first round, mm-hmm. and that is it. Yeah. So that's what I'm going with. And by the way, if Tampa Bay does win it, Pat Maroon would be the first player in the cap era to win three consecutive Stanley Cups. Oh, man. What a world. And he would do it with two different teams. (laughs) St. Louis in 19, Tampa Bay 2020, maybe Tampa Bay in 2021. On the flip side, there is another bit of trivia. So Eric Stahl and Corey Perry are both on Montreal, right? Uh Uh-huh. Eric Stahl last won a Stanley Cup in 2006 with Carolina. Mm -hmm. Corey Perry last won a cup with Anaheim in 2007. They would be the second and third longest, I guess, like between cups players in NHL history. The record is 16 seasons by Chris Chelios. Oh, wow. Yeah. Chelios went 16. Yeah. Look that one up. (sighs) Chelios went 16 years between Stanley Cups. That's how long it has been. I could even pull up the list for you right now as I talk and do some live research because that's what we do here sometimes on Locked on SoCal Hockey is sometimes we have some live research where I remember certain facts but don't remember the exacts of it. I know it's Chris Chelios. Uh, 1986 with the Canadians, 2002 with the Red Wings. Amazing. Mark Retchy, <laughs> 15 seasons, 91 with Pittsburgh, and 2006 with the aforementioned Carolina Hurricanes. And the last name on this list, Bill Guerin. He won his first cup in 1995 with the New Jersey Devils. And Sarah, you should know this because you're from that area. Who won the Stanley Cup in 2009? Uh, That would be the uh, Pittsburgh Sidney Crosby's. (laughs) 14 seasons for Bill Guerin. So, yeah, we could have Stahl and Perry Hmm. in that list as well. That's kind of an odd stat, isn't it? That's super odd. Yeah. I like odd stats. Yeah. So I've written the predictions down. We will see how that goes. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much once again for doing this for the second year in a row. Always glad to uh, make some predictions. This year, everyone knows that I don't know what I'm talking about by making guesses (laughs) that are wrong. So cool. So where can the folks hear what you... Maybe you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you can find on your me. Podcast. You can find me on Locked On Los Angeles Kings uh, wherever you get your podcasts at Locked On LA Kings on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. In case you want to like pester me about how much I don't know things, uh, that'd be great. Uh, and then just you know say hi. 
It's cool. I'll talk to you about Corey Perry. It's fine. Ah. Uh, we went 20 something minutes and you finally brought that up. I, I did. All right. Yep. Sarah, thank you so much. And we're going to talk again pretty soon. I bet we are. <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's all we're going to say. We're going to say nothing more, right? Yep. Yeah. Just uh, folks be in for a surprise on Wednesday's podcast. Can, can we say that? Can we say more? No. No. Right. Yeah. So check out Wednesdays. As always, thanks to Jason for joining me on the show. A pleasure to make some predictions and hopefully I will be bullied less on my own podcast in the future about being wrong about things. You can find Locked on Ducks wherever you get your podcasts. You can find Jason on Twitter at StimpyJD if you want to like tell him to lay off of making fun of me for make, being wrong at things. Uh, and, you know, just in general, go say hi to all of our other hosts here on the network because it's cool. Uh, that is it for today. Make sure you come back tomorrow for more Locked on Kings. We've got uh, a mock draft coming up. We've got some AHL news coming up. We've got uh, all sorts of cool things happening here on the show. So... Make sure you're following or subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Come back tomorrow and every day this week for more Kings news here on Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.